Hey, I'm Dan Carity, and thanks for checking out my podcast, If I'm Being Honest. Each episode, I will talk with my guests about different obstacles they have faced in life and in their careers. We will talk addiction and recovery, and ultimately, finding a good place to be. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back to the podcast, If I'm Being Honest. I am all by my lonesome today. I just got off a plane from Europe. I was over there for about almost two weeks. It felt like a longer time being away from the kids and everything, but I just got back and I came into the studio about, I guess, two hours after being back because I wanted to record something that I was thinking about quite a bit while I was over over there and... It leads to and allows me to touch on some other subjects that I want to talk about um, and things that we're going to be talking about moving forward as well on the podcast a little bit. So it felt like the right time to do it. So I wanted to start with talking about being a functioning alcoholic. And what is a functioning alcoholic? I labeled myself as a functioning alcoholic for quite a while. It started, it really started before I even accepted the fact that I was an alcoholic. It was when I was drinking too much and I knew I was drinking too much, but I didn't think I was an alcoholic yet. But I wrote it off and, and explained it away by telling myself that I'm still functioning. And what does functioning even mean is, is, is where I've gotten to at this point, because yeah, I was, I was doing all of the things I needed to do. I was maintaining my job, still supporting myself and my family. I was still going to the gym every day. I was still eating healthy despite all the drinking. I was handling stuff around me. So I guess that's why functioning seemed like it was okay. And then when my drinking got to the point where I was admitting that I was an alcoholic, I continued with the, okay, I'm an alcoholic, but I'm a functioning alcoholic. So it's not as bad. It even got to a point where I had a therapist who labeled me a highly functioning alcoholic. I mean, just give me the, you know, get out of jail free pass at that point. Because when I was told that I was a highly functioning alcoholic, well, then it just, it it played games with my head. It made me think that, all right, yeah, I drink too much, but I'm different. I can handle this. I'm special. And that was, you know, that was one of the things that I dealt with for a long time. Was thinking that I I was different. I can handle drinking too much. It won't get in the way. And that highly functioning, that term, what does that even mean? Because as I said, yeah, I had my job. I had all those kind of things going on. I was still making money, still going to the gym. But was I being a a great dad? 
No, I thought I was, but in hindsight, I was not. Was I being a good husband? No. As I'll get into while we talk here, was I chasing any of my real dreams or making any headway towards future goals? No. So when I look back on it, I more think the word functioning isn't the right word. I was more surviving. I was a surviving alcoholic. I wasn't drowning yet. My head wasn't below underwater, right? I wasn't underwater yet. I still had everything in place, but man, I was sinking fast. I was surviving. I wasn't functioning. And then when I was in Europe, uh, maybe about a week to a week and a half ago, I came across something while I was reading and it, it stuck with me and made me stop for what it felt like a half hour. It could have been five minutes. I don't know, but I got lost in thought for a while after reading this. <clears throat> and it says, it doesn't matter how much you drink or how often, but what happens to you when you do. If something is keeping you from being fully present and showing up in your life the way you want, then deciding to change that thing is an actual matter of life and death. It's the difference between existing and actually living. As I said, I sat there with that and thought about it for a long time. And it made me process that whole thing of, is it functioning alcoholic? Is it surviving alcoholic? Whatever you want to label it, it delayed my, my reasoning with myself that I need to do something about this. Right? That, that ability to label it as functioning, to put just that one word in front of alcoholic made me feel like, okay, I'm different. I don't need help with this. I can figure it out. And man, that slowed down the whole process for possibly getting help. And I don't blame that therapist because everybody's different, but that therapist telling me you're a highly functioning alcoholic. I mean, I bought in, I bought in and I wanted to believe that. And I did believe it. And I thought that everything was in place and everything was right. But now when I look back <clears throat> and if I think about what my goals or my dreams were, my dream, one of my biggest dreams was always to be an awesome husband and, and a great dad. After watching my father be those things, that's something I always dreamed of being. And man, I had no clue, but I, was, I wasn't even close. And I wasn't doing anything 
towards achieving that goal. If anything, I was working in the opposite direction. So does that sound like I'm functioning? That doesn't sound like functioning to me. It sounds like alcohol was getting in the way of me achieving those things. So that's not functioning, that's failing. I always loved to write. I was a journalism major in college and I was always into creative writing. And when I was in college, I told myself, I want to write a book. Now, I didn't know what it took to write a book, but I wanted to write a book. And so I started to do that. And I got pretty far along in this fictional book. I don't know if it was any good or not. But by the time I graduated college, I was, I would say, at least halfway done. I had like 150, maybe even 200 pages written at that point. It could have been crap. But the fact was I, I was determined to write a book and I started doing that. I never got any further. I never got any further towards that goal of writing and finishing and maybe publishing a book. Does that sound like functioning or does that sound like failing? To me, that sounds like failing. It sounds like giving up. I was so disciplined in certain areas of my life for so long. And on this podcast and on a lot of other podcasts where I've talked about my addiction and how I handled it and how I functioned, I would say... I was such a disciplined drunk, right? I was such a disciplined drunk. But now that I've been thinking about it more and thinking about this functioning alcoholic and, and the things I did or did not achieve over the years of my addiction, was I disciplined? I'm starting to question that. I was disciplined enough to maintain my, my job. I was disciplined enough to go to bed early enough every night, even though I was drinking, and to get up early enough to go to the gym and do those things. I was disciplined enough to do that, but was I disciplined? I wasn't disciplined enough to keep trying to be a good dad or a good husband. I wasn't disciplined enough to finish my book. I certainly wasn't disciplined enough to give up drinking. So was I really that disciplined or... Is that just another word that I put in front of the real word that I was a drunk, right? Disciplined drunk just sounds better because I was still functioning. The discipline part, I think, is what caused me so many problems is that, you know, when you tell me I was functioning well, I would look, look at myself and I would say, well... You still eat healthy. You still keep, I don't know if you call them promotions in my work, but you keep getting better and better jobs. You're still in great shape. You know, you're still getting up and going to the gym every day. People tell me I look good. So I'm disciplined. That's, that's how I sold myself the bill of goods that I was okay. But, you know, when I, when I read that statement and I think about that and think about 
how drinking got in the way of me being the person that I wanted to be. And it really got in the way of my goals and really got in the way of my dreams from day one. It stood in the way of those things. And I didn't do anything about it. If anything, I let it crush those dreams and those goals for a really, really long time. I suffered in addiction from analysis paralysis, right? It's I would come up with an idea for a new television show. I'd come up with an idea for a project I wanted to start. One of my huge goals when I was really young, when I was in my early 20s, having grown up in, in the Broadway family, both my parents, Broadway performers, having grown up around shows, having learned how to write in college, all these things come together, me being a dancer and a choreographer, these things all came together to a place where I said, I want to write, maybe produce, definitely choreograph my own Broadway show. That was a huge dream of mine and something I talked about all the time. Never did it. I started. I started three or four different times and started with what I thought was a pretty, pretty good idea. And then got overwhelmed by the process, would overthink everything, would look 10 steps down the road at how difficult it was going to be instead of just looking at the step that was right in front of me. And I would give up because I lacked the discipline it took to see it through. And instead of recognizing that I lacked that discipline, I went for a drink and I forgot about it and I moved on and I just kept doing the job that I had, which was a good job, a job that I've been very fortunate to have all these years, first as a dancer, then as a choreographer, then being on TV as a, as a television show judge. I'm grateful for those opportunities. But those, those were jobs that kind of came along and I, I kept riding that wave. But were those my dreams? Were those my goals? I never looked at those as dreams or goals. I never thought I was going to do them. My dream was the Broadway show. That was going to take effort. That was going to take time. That was going to take discipline. I couldn't do it. I would overthink. I would overanalyze. And I would walk away. It was the same thing with the book. I had that book sitting, half of it done for so long. And every time I moved, which was quite often, you know, from the time I got out of college until, until Natasha and I got married and moved into our house, I probably moved 10 times. Every time I moved, I looked at it. I'll hold on to it. You never know. You never know. But I didn't, I, I didn't take the time to re-examine it, dive back in, try to make it happen. And eventually I threw it away. 
one of the moves it didn't it didn't make the cut i got sober and all this shit changed because i no longer suffered from analysis paralysis i no longer talked about things and thought about things but then didn't do them I talked about something, I thought about something, it's something I wanted to do, so I would say, I would say, screw it, I'm doing it. That's why I'm sitting here right now with the podcast. I don't know what's going to happen with this podcast, I don't know if it's ever going to turn into anything bigger or different, I don't care, I love doing it. And I said I was going to do it, and I made a couple phone calls, and boom, here we are, doing the podcast. I finished my book, a totally different book, one I couldn't have written before I got sober because it's about my addiction and it's about my career and my entire life and how my addiction played a role through my whole life and how I got to this point. But I sat down and I wrote the book. I finished it and it's coming out in September and I am... So proud. I was able to do it with discipline. I said I was going to do it. Some days I was better at doing it than others. But it wasn't about waiting for the motivation to, oh, when's the perfect day going to come to sit down and write? You know, or the perfect location to sit down and write? No. The motivation rarely came. Once in a while, oh, I really feel like writing today. Most of the days it was okay, I need to sit down and, and write today. So I forced myself to do it. And once I would get into it, it got easier. I saw it through. Discipline. Right? And something I have thought about doing for a really long time was an Iron Man. And... For those of you who don't know what an Ironman is, an Ironman is a 2.4-mile swim followed by a 112-mile bike ride followed by a full marathon, which is 26.2-mile run. All in a row. No breaks. Sounds kind of psychotic and kind of exciting. But after I ran that marathon back in 2009 to prove to Natasha that I didn't have a drinking problem. I always said I wanted to do more marathons and eventually do an Ironman. And I was motivated some days to do it. And I would look into when's the race, when's the event, could I fit that in my schedule? But then when the thought of what it was going to take to actually do that, and complete it, another marathon, or an Ironman. <laughs> I mean, no way. I did not have the discipline to do that. I didn't have the discipline to cut back on drinking. I certainly didn't have the discipline to complete an Ironman. So I finally decided to do an Ironman, and I've signed up, and I have... Asked a few friends to join me. 
which I'm really excited about. And I'm going to bring them on the podcast to talk about what they've been through in their lives and what's motivating them and driving them to want to do an Ironman with me. But what I'm already finding out, I've been training for a few months already, is the daily discipline that's involved in this is off the charts. It is, it's beyond anything I imagined, and we're not even halfway there yet. But it's, you can't rely on the motivation every day. The motivation's not coming every day. When I was just over in Europe, and I'm jet-lagged, barely able to sleep some of the nights, tossing and turning, and then waking up in the morning, and before I'm going into a 12-hour shoot day, I get got to get on the bike for two hours. That's not something I wanted to do. But I'm disciplined enough now to do it. And it's a goal of mine. It's a dream of mine to try to complete an Ironman. So to do that, I have to enact this daily discipline. This daily discipline that I never knew a thing about until it was time to get sober. I went to rehab thinking that, like so many people, I'm going to rehab to just stop drinking. That was the point. My life's over. I'm never going to have fun again. I've said this a million times. The fun's over. I'm going to stop drinking. That's why I thought I went to rehab. What I found in rehab was a different, better, spectacular life that I get to live if I'm disciplined enough every day to do the work, to wake up and not look at my phone first thing and read the news, to meditate, to, for me, it was doing the 12 steps. That's not for everybody, but that was for me. To stay connected to people. Talk to sober friends. Meet up for, for coffee. Do this podcast. All of these things. That's the discipline that it takes for me to stay sober. And that discipline is rolling over into every other aspect of my life. And it's rolled over into this dream that I've had, this goal that I've had for God knows how many years to do this Ironman. And man, I'm going to freaking try. Because what I've been told about what you learn about yourself your physical toughness, your mental toughness more than anything. What it takes to get through this, the training alone, and what it takes to get to the starting line, and then what it takes to actually get through the Ironman. We'll see if I can do it, but it won't be for a lack of discipline. That I'm going to make sure I enact every day on this journey. 
So I'll just go back to where I started with the functioning word. Get rid of the functioning. I'm an alcoholic. Right? And I was missing out on life. I was missing out on my kids and my wife and my job and my goals and my dreams. I was missing out on all of it by trying to put other words in front of it. I'm an alcoholic, but I am disciplined enough to stay sober now, disciplined enough to chase the goals and the dreams that have been out in front of me for all this time. And I got a lot of time left, so I'm going to see how many of these things I can complete. So I'll just leave you with one last thought of whatever your goals or dreams may be. I talked to some people this past week when I was over in Europe about what theirs are and what's stopping them. And it's the same thing for everybody. It's letting bad habits creep in and get in the way, whether it's you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to start a career or start a business or do an Ironman or a marathon or a 5K, whatever it is. It's just that daily discipline. That's what it takes, and we all got it in us. It's just finding a way to dig it out. That's it. I hope you enjoyed. I'm going to share every step of the way with this Iron Man. I will let you know how it's going, how much I'm loving it, how much I'm hating it. But you will get to follow along on the podcast and on socials. And uh, it's going to be a hell of a ride. Thanks. Well, thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please don't forget to rate and review before you move on. You can also go to my website, dancarity.com, for more talk on my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for updates on the podcast, more info on addiction and recovery, and everything else that my guests and I are up to. 